powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to Friends, Foes, and Neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, as what you are about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for insightful interviews with incredible people. Join us now as we delve ever deeper into the human condition. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey, thank you, everyone. Please. Thank you, Sit. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. Yes, we are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. Before I want to jump into this episode, though, I want to say a huge thank you to my last guest, Benjamin Sledge. Ben is an old friend, and boy, man, did that episode deliver. I heard from so many veterans who were taken by Ben's story and how relatable he was compared to what was going on in their lives. If you haven't had a chance to check out the episode, I encourage you to do so after you're done with this one. It is a powerful episode, folks. All right, so welcome to episode 121. We have a great little episode for you today. We have on the show the creator of Master Talk, which is a popular YouTube platform that teaches people how to speak in public. That's right. Brendan Kumarasamy is on the show. He'll be talking about how he founded the program, the great success it has brought him. Plus, he'll be giving out small little nuggets of wisdom that you can employ to work on the way you present or speak in public. So let's go ahead and get him on out of here. Duval Nation, please rise to your feet and welcome the creator of Master Talk himself, Brendan Kumarasamy. Brendan, hello. Welcome to the Dark Duval Show. How has the weather been out by you today? Life has been amazing, man. Can't complain. Great to be on, Derek. How about you? How's your day? I uh, can't complain at all. I could, but who'd listen? You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good quote. That's right. So I start my interviews with the same question. That is, how has it been for you to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic? Huh. I would say for me, it's been pretty good. Pretty good. Because I had a really good job when the pandemic hit. And the business kind of just blew up from there. So I didn't lose my job, thankfully. And after when I jumped into the business world, it turned out there was a lot of need for my services because people needed to know how to communicate effectively online. The only thing that sucked was the social isolation for like a year and a half because I'm super extroverted. But the second I got that vaccine, COVID was over for me. And I was traveling every month and hugging people and kissing them. So nice. So yeah, it was good. That's awesome. So every journey has a beginning. Where were you born? What was it like to grow up there? Yeah, for sure. I'm born and raised in a city called Montreal. I'm still based there. And fun fact, I still live with my mother's, mostly because uh, it's the only way to retire her, or so I wouldn't be able to. So yeah, born and raised there. It was amazing growing up in Montreal. It's a beautiful city. That's why I never left it. But I definitely had challenges along the way. You know, one big one was in Montreal, for those who don't know who are listening to this, you need to know how to speak French, which is a language I didn't know, Derek. So my whole life, I actually had to study in French to learn the language, but I didn't know how to pr- speak it, obviously. So it was really hard for me to make friends growing up. And I also had to present in a language I didn't know. So not the best start to my communication journey, for sure. <laughs> so do you have any favorite memories from Concordia University? Oh, yeah, a ton. I mean, 
I loved my university days, but I would say my biggest one was the precursor to Master Talk, which was the case competitions I did. So basically what this is, Derek, it's like a professional sports for nerds. So other guys played football and stuff. And as you can tell by, by looking at me, I'm not a football guy or a sports guy for that matter. I did presentations competitively. And that was my life for three years. But if I'd never went to Concordia, I never would have heard about these case competitions. I probably never would have done them. So that was probably the, the best memory that stuck out to me is the village of lifelong friendships that I built there. Is that the John Molson Competition Committee? Yep, you got it. You've done your homework, man. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> so what a, tell us about that more. You know, Give us a more little detail about what exactly that all entails. Yeah, so let's start with the, the beginner story. So, so I get to university, right, Derek? I'm 19 years old. I have a prom suit on because I couldn't afford anything better because my parents were, were factory workers. I didn't know what a network was. The first company I'd worked at was a company called PricewaterhouseCoopers, which is a, a very high-end, prestigious accounting firm. But just to put the context, I thought PricewaterhouseCoopers was a bot water bottling company. That's how lost I was <laughs> when I went to their first information session. So my goal was to get a job in corporate. It was never to be an entrepreneur. So I get to these cocktails, my big suit, that obviously my tie, let's just say, doesn't stop at my belt. I'm networking. I'm talking to all these 22-year-olds who have experience and wisdom and have the jobs at PwC and Ernst & Young and all these big firms. And I asked them how they got this job. And they said an answer that shocked me because they didn't say grades. They didn't say they studied hard, Derek. They said case competitions. I was like, what the hell is that? And they went on to explain that it's basically like an NBA draft, like a sports draft, but for the business world, where all these 20-year-old kids, believe it or not, present in front of these big executives at Walmart and IBM and Amazon, and these executives hire those people from these competitions. And that's why I ended up doing them. I just developed an unhealthy obsession for them that led to what I did later in life. Nice. So let's talk, master talk. Where did the idea to take your skills to this level come from <laughs> you're so funny man yeah so, so going on the case competition thing i primarily did those cases Derek, to get a job it was never to be an entrepreneur i thought entrepreneurship was losers actually who couldn't get six-figure corporate jobs and that was my focus so so i get the job and i'm obviously super happy but i was missing a sense of fulfillment in my life because i retired my mom i fixed the money problems in our family paid all of off all of our family debt but then i started asking myself the bigger questions of life which is okay what's the point of all this and what i noticed was i accidentally developed a skill and how to coach people and how to speak and why i say accidental was because when i started getting really good at case competitions derek and i got older i started coaching the kids on how to speak too even if they're two years younger than me because there wasn't a communication coach and that's how i learned through trial and, and error on how to coach people and, but i realized post-university when i started at ibm as a consultant that everything i was teaching the students wasn't available for free online the internet so i started making videos in my mom's basement and it just turned into something i never thought it would in your humble opinion, what's the biggest challenge for people with public speaking? Yeah, a lot of experts usually point to fear as the biggest challenge. I disagree. I think the biggest challenge is actually motivation. And the reason I say it's motivation, Derek, is if we're not motivated to actually do communication or to work on it, we won't be able to push through the fear. Whereas if the motivation is great enough, we'll actually be able to knock out the fear and do it anyways. So that's why the first step for me is to figure out that motivation. So I always start my coaching experience, my videos with this question. And the question is, 
how would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? It's a question a lot of us don't really think about. We dream about our vacations, the expensive things we want to buy, the Bugattis we want to buy, but we don't think about how our life would be different if we were better communicators. So that's where I would start. Interesting. So why do some thrive in the moment and others just completely collapse? I would say, so obviously there's different contexts. I'm assuming it's communication, but probably not a dating or something. But I would say in, in communication, the difference between both, Derek, is a few things. So one is just some people are born with it. I don't consider myself one of those people. Sure, some of it was, but I, I really believe I'm, I'm hard work and that's how, I, that's how I learned how to speak. But for most people, I would argue that are exceptional communicators, it's not, it's not just they thrive, it's that they did the homework, they did the prep. Think about podcast interviews. I sucked at these things two and a half years ago. It's terrible. But if I get asked the same question 500 times, Derek, eventually... I get really good at it because no one's going to ask me what favorite fruit is. They're going to ask me about communication. So I think the difference is really preparation, practice, and more importantly, perseverance and having that motivation to go through all of that. What would you say has been the feedback to Master Talk? Yeah, I mean, let's go through the different seasons. So let's start with the first six months. It was uh, stupid. Like people thought it was a dumb idea. I thought it was the dumbest idea on earth. I mean, think about it. I was a 22-year-old kid, Derek, making YouTube videos on executive communication tips from people who had worked longer in the company than I was alive. Sounds like a really good idea. And I have a bachelor's degree in accounting. Like It, it didn't make any sense. So the first six months of Mass Talk, I thought it was dumb. I was kind of just doing it for fun. But what happened, and when I realized it actually worked, was when one of my friends came up to me and she said, hey, by the way, I love your YouTube videos. This is when I had like 20 subscribers and I was still making videos in my mom's basement. And I said, come on, Nadia, you're not watching my videos. And she said, absolutely. And then she went through all of the tips that I was showing. I was like, oh, she really is watching this. And that's when I realized that the idea had legs. So then I took it more seriously. Probably nine months into it, I took 25% of my corporate salary that I was saving up because remember I live with my mom. So I took that thousand dollars a month I could have spent with my own apartment. And I just gave it to my, one of my good friends to do my video production that I took off from there. So what would you say over the years be the best advice anyone has ever given you? In life, I would say the best advice that I ever got is not to be condescending, something I kind of randomly made up when I was in my basement. And I thought it really applied really well because it rhymed. And the quote is, be insane or be the same. If you want to be like everyone else, that's totally fine. But I think what I've learned over the years, Derek, is that the people who do crazy things in life are often crazy people. I mean, don't you find it odd, once again, that a 22-year-old kid started a YouTube channel, not on stand-up comedy or skits, but on executive comms. And then he went to go coach CEOs double his age. Yet I still live in my mom's basement. I can karaoke in eight different languages. I dance still in my mother's basement hour a day. I go clubbing with my family every quarter, at least. And I have a car that I bought, but I'm too scared to drive it, that I'll die and stuff. And I'm in the 0.5%, not the 5%, I'm in the 0.5% of top listeners on Spotify for Justin Bieber. It's my proudest accomplishment ever. How does this make any sense? And that's the point, Derek when every decision in your life makes sense to the only person that it should, which is you, you're probably making the right decisions in life. So that'd be my go-to advice. Okay, Deval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break right here, but we'll be right back with the conclusion of this interview with Brendan Kamarasamy. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink and take some super long, deep breaths. You know, Cluzo style. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Out with the bad air, in with the good. 
Please give your attention to a few friends of the show, and we will be right back. X Radio X, we are two ex-college radio guys who became ex-professional radio guys who are now professionally guys in other professions. Tune in as we discuss music. Okay, right there. Let's just stop right there <laughs> for a moment. That up. We don't. All right. Let's just break down those three things. I feel like we're playing one of these things is not like the other, but the answer is every single one of these things is not like the other. That's right. The state of radio today. In the year 2525. 25. Oh, I love that you're singing. You're welcome. And anything else that pops in our heads. See, you're, you're stuck in an infinity loop if you don't take <laughs> the am. pill, because then you'll never know to take it again. <laughs> It's not like hip-hop, good, marmalade, eh, spick and span, great for cleaning. He didn't say anything. Even if we come back, things will never be the same again. Dun, 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 dun. It's the final <laughs> countdown. I don't know that I, I can't, I can't with confidence say that I want it that way because that would mean I know what that way is. X Radio X, listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Frankie Ray and you're listening to The Derek Duvall Show. My latest single, Over Now, is available on all streaming platforms. Hope you like it. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own, with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts. Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy. It is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podtasticaudio.com slash easy. Duval Nation, Derek and Mindy Duval here to talk about Jerky Pro, the standard in premium beef jerky products. The Derek Duval Show and Derek and Mindy's Fun With Movies is proud to be sponsored by the team at Jerky Pro. As a veteran, I am always the first to support veteran-owned businesses. Setting up shop in 1987 and founded by military and paramilitary veterans, 
They have set the bar for how beef jerky is processed, flavored, packaged, and sold. With strict quality control standards, Jerky Pro offers many flavors that are sure to please any beef jerky connoisseur. From the standard original flavor to honey glazed, peppered, teriyaki, sweet barbecue, or if you're brave enough, the fierce red hot, there are many flavors guaranteed to entice your palate. Offered in various sized packaging, use promo code DUBALL37, all in capital letters, at checkout to receive a 5% discount. Remember, folks, if your beef jerky is not making your mouth water, then it's not Jerky Pro Beef Jerky. Jerky Pro, the standard in premium beef jerky products. Hey, this is Patrick Baker, and you are listening to The Derek Duvall Show. Check out my new single, Sorrow, available on all major streaming platforms. And you can check my site out at patrickbakermusic.com. Don't leave my upper everyone, this is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best-selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, A Veteran's Journey from Homeless to Hero. In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in Operation Enduring Freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to episode 121 of the Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview with the creator of Master Talk, Brendan Kumarasamy. What daily exercises can people like me and the other common people around me use to practice communication? Yeah, for sure, Derek. So I call this my easy threes. So the way that I think about it is communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time. One of them is eye contact. One of them is smiling. One of them is body language. And it gets really confusing. So instead, the question for me, rather, is what are the three easiest things that people can do right now that builds momentum fast? Let's go through them. One is the random word exercise. So pick a random word like juice box, like apple, like calendar, and create random presentations out of thin air. What I always tell people is if you can make sense out of nonsense, you can make sense out of anything. So that's number one. Number two is question drills. We get asked questions all the time, Derek, in our life at school, at work, on a podcast like this. But a lot of us, unfortunately, are reactive to the questions we get asked. We're not proactive. A few years ago when I started guesting on podcasts, once again, I was terrible. And somebody asked me a question that totally caught me off guard. And the question was, where does the fear of communication come from? And I looked at the guy and I said, I don't know, man, Los Angeles, San Diego, you tell me. I don't know. I was super lost because I was being reactive, not proactive. So what I did instead is every day for five minutes, I would reflect on the answer to one question every day. And I did that for years. But if you do that for a year with only five minutes of prep, you'll have answered 365 questions about your industry and you'll be unstoppable. And not to monologue too much, number three, really quick, video messages. Make a list of five people that you love 
and ask yourself when was the last time you sent them a 20 second video message just to show them appreciation and the answer for most of us is never so start now based on that community that question you said that you were asked that big my next question is do you think social media has played a big role in people's ability to actually verbally communicate when they can actually have you know the ability to talk to anybody they want through a few taps of a few buttons Right, Derek. So here's my opinion. I don't think something is good or bad. I, I, I'm a big believer of human beings stay relatively the same between generations, besides some trends with tech. But what does change is one thing that we're all addicted to, which is convenience. So let me give you a simple example. 20 years ago, when I was six years old, right, and people were dating, right? If you were dating each other, well, you had to ask people on a date. You can't go on a phone. You have to go up to somebody. You have to go up to a girl. Not that I would know, but I'm guessing based on the history books that I've read in my life. You know, there's no there's no iPhones. You got to go, hey, I'd love to take you on a date. You're really attractive. Well, you, you can still do that today, but now we have alternatives that are more convenient. So people make the decision not to do it. So I think what's changed between generations is not that necessarily we're getting dumber, but rather the fact that we just have more optionality in our life. So we make the decision to take the one that requires less communication, texting over phone calls, dating over apps, and, and to get the result that we have today. Which bleeds into my next question. That would be, uh, what would you say for you has been the hardest obstacle you've ever had to overcome? In life, I would say, or communication, I'd, I'll let you decide for. I would do you both. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, so so, let's start with, with communication. So communication, I'd say the biggest challenge was speaking in a second language my whole life because of the French education system. It was really tough. And then when I got to business school, I, I really didn't know anyone in that world. So I was really starting from zero. I didn't know etiquette. I still don't know etiquette. To be honest. I didn't know how to talk to people, how to have conversations, how to build a business. None of that. I would say in life, though, probably my dysfunctional family. So I had an alcoholic father, and it was really difficult because we lived together for 10 years. But, you know, I think what I realized, you know, he passed away a few years ago. But I would say the, the biggest lesson I got from him that really helped me heal throughout that process is that my dad's the biggest gift I could ever ask for. It was hard for me to admit, but it's true hmm. because I spent my whole life trying to beat him. But the reality is that I never would have had a chance to play the game if we never immigrated to Canada in the first place. Because if I started in a third world country, I, I probably wouldn't have had the same level of success I do today. So mm -hmm. I'm grateful. Do you have any recommendations for books on speaking? Yeah. So what I always like to say with books, Derek, is that for books, the, the most important thing that we need to do is to book 15 minutes on our calendar tomorrow to do the random word exercise to do the question drills, and to do the video messages. You know, a lot of people, when they hear me speak on a podcast, they go, wow, Derek, you're so good at interviewing, man. You're getting all these great insights from Brendan. He's sharing all these insights for free. I can't believe it. It's not behind a paywall. But here's the problem, Derek. The problem is there's nothing to do with the paywall. The problem is people aren't taking action. People are taking a list of all of these great techniques. They think it's really special. And then they forget the most important rule of communication, which is the best way to speak, is to speak. So you need to get out there and actually share your ideas with the world and actually get that done. So that's what I would say is the most important. But in terms of books for the people who have already booked 15 minutes tomorrow to do all this stuff, I would say Thirst by Scott Harrison. Scott Harrison's the CEO of Charity Water. It's the most successful water organization in the world. 
that gets people access to clean water. The reason why I recommend Scott's work in the context of this conversation is because the guy's a master storyteller. It's Thirst is a practical example of someone who went from being a nightclub promoter in his mid-20s in New York City to building a charity that's raised hundreds of millions of dollars and created a ton of impact in the world. All right. So I always like to ask one fun question. When you aren't helping thousands and thousands of people learn to communicate, what do you do for fun? And are there any shows or music you're into? Yeah, for sure, man. I, I'm not super fun, to be honest. Uh, outside of work, I, I usually just work besides vacation where I spend time with family. But I'll say one thing that points out, obviously karaoke, I love it. You know, I karaoke in eight different languages. So that's one. So, so I kind of shoot the shit there. And then besides that, I, I, I go to personal development conferences like it's a drug for me. You know, like some people like going to Cuba. I like going to Tony Robbins seminars. You know, we all have our thing. So that's yeah. something I love to do. And my favorite show of all time is Death Note. So what's next for Brendan? What's next for me, man? I would say for me, what's next is to to keep doing what I'm doing and scale up the impact, right? You know, now that master talk has gone to the level it is, now it's about how do we reach more people? How do I scale this out and really help millions, if not billions of people around the world in, in my lifetime? So super excited awesome. about that. Nice. So as we begin to wind down this interview, what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? For sure, Derek. Such a pleasure to be on, man. Thanks for having me. So two easy ways to keep in touch. The first one is the YouTube channel. Just go to Master Talk in one word, and you'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to speak. And then the second way is if you want to come to one of my free trainings over Zoom that I do every three weeks on communication, of course, live. It's fun. It's interactive. And I facilitate it, and it's free. Go to rockstarcommunicator.com. Nice. So I end my interviews with my favorite question. And the question is this, if the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you want to say to the people of earth? Yeah, I would say since we already went through be insane or be the same, the, the other thing I would share is uh, never say, wow, always ask how. So what does that mean? A lot of us, when we look up to celebrities, we look up to heroes, we always say, wow, this person is so amazing, but we forget to ask how. How did that person actually get there? What was the process of their success? You know, I, I do this a lot in live workshops, Derek, where I ask people to raise their hand and say, who knows Kobe Bryant? Who knows what, who this person is? Everyone raises their hand. And then I go, who knows what Kobe Bryant's kill list is? And all of their hands go down except me, one or two people. And I go, that's the difference between wow and how. A lot of us admire celebrities. We admire all these people. But we don't really stop to think, how did that person actually get there? So that would be what I would share with the world. That's awesome. Brendan, congratulations on all your success, and I wish you nothing but the best for your future. Thanks, brother. Really appreciate it, man. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 121. That's right. I want to thank Brendan Kumarasamy for taking the time to come on the show. You could tell he is an absolute delight to speak with, and I wish him nothing but the best for his future. Tune again next time as we have a showcase another extraordinary person. I have a really, really good one coming up in a few days, so be sure to keep checking your favorite podcast streaming channel for that episode to drop. Also, I think it's fair to ask, hey, have I enjoyed this episode? I truly hope you have, so please go and hit that subscribe button to keep up to date with new episodes drop. Also, if you're feeling generous, drop us a review. 
We love reading what our listeners have to say about us, good or bad. And believe me, I've seen some pretty funny ones, guys. We are still enjoying our partnership with the Amazing Tea Public. The Derek Duvall Show has a great little store on there. We have everything with our logo on it, including magnet stickers and mugs. Plus, we selected t-shirts we wanted on our store with everything from Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Pride Shirts, Norm McDonald, and so much more. Go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, and go to the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that, and you'll be taken to our store on TeePublic. And as always, we want to thank TeePublic for being such great partners with us. So on behalf of myself and the entire team here at the Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, practice some self-love this weekend, folks. Go to a spa, order the thing on your Amazon wish list that you keep taking out of your cart, or go for a long walk with your dog and or special person. We're dog people in our family. Self-love is important, Duvall Nation, so please exercise some of it this weekend. No star, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, for links to merchandise and to explore past episodes. Please find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show.